0: Welcome, this is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. We'll get into the Word. Father, we just thank you for what you have for us today. Lord, I just present myself to you, a vessel to be used of you. Lord, I ask that you think through my mind to speak through my lips to bring forth the word that you have for these your people today, and we just expect nothing less than your presence and your ministry, Father to us. We just open our hearts to receive from you in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, continue on on this ministry, clean, and uh, I want to kind of share a couple of things this morning that's on my heart concerning this and and you know, you could go some different ways uh, about this, but what's so, uh, what's really strong with me on this message is we want to do everything we can, we can possibly do to keep the door closed to the enemy in our lives. Amen. Uh, We know that uh, this is, we're living in a world that Satan is the God of. Now, now, he doesn't own it. We know that God owns this world, but he is the God of this world. We know that that lease uh, was turned over to Satan that was given to mankind by God in the garden in the very beginning, and then man, by disobedience to God and obedience to the enemy, turned this lease over to Satan. And since that time, Satan has been the god of this world. We know that that's why we see all the death, the dying destruction, and everything that's, that, that we see in the world today. And uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, the John 10.10, 10, the thief comes for the steel to kill and to destroy. But thank God he's come to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. And so... Um, even though we're in this world, the Bible says we're not of it, or of this world system, even though we live here. Well, how can that be? Because the day we asked Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, to come into our heart and change us from the inside out, then we were reborn. We were born again. We know that each one of us have a spirit on the inside, or human spirit on the inside. And that's our life. When when mankind was was, was uh, when God created man on this earth, the Bible says that God breathed into man and man became a living uh, a soul, a living being. The original translation says, and when God spoke into man, man became a speaking spirit. And so we see that the spirit, uh, uh, when God breathed into man, created a spirit on the inside. I've said this before, we know that we're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. And I've used this illustration, I'll ask it again, just for reference on this, so be careful, it's a trick question, I'll tell you right now. How many of you can see me up here this morning? Don't fall for it. No, put your hands down. (laughs) What you see is, you see my, my body here, my flesh. The real me, the real you is on the inside we don't see the inside we look out the windows of our soul the our, our 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 eyes we look out and behold that's why it's so important when you look into the eyes of someone you're really looking deeper into that uh, that person and so um, uh, so as as man as God created man spirit we are our number one a spirit number two we know that we we have a uh, a soul uh, which is made up of three parts our mind, our will, and our emotions and we live in this body this earth suit that we have we know that we're going to be laying this earth suit off soon, one day soon And because uh, it, it, this flesh uh, can't live in heaven it's not made, it's not our heaven suit it's our earth suit would we'll never survive in heaven in the presence of God and God's glory in that and so um, the real us, though, is on the inside. When I look at each one of you out here, I see your flesh, your clothing on the outside, but the real you is on the inside of each one of you. And that's why it's so important that we don't judge someone by their flesh, by their outside. And and the only way that you get to know the spirit of man, the spirit of someone, is by spending time and you see the, the fruits of that spirit coming to the outside in actions, in, 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 in what's said, in what's spoken. So the day that, so we were all, when we were born into this, when life came into us, we, we were created, we were created in the likeness and the image of God. In other words, we have a spirit just like God, or we are a spirit just like God is a spirit. And then Uh, uh, through that was formed, was given unto us, our soulish realm, and then clothed about with the flesh. And so as we, uh, our flesh is what gives us the uh, legal access here on this earth. Our flesh is our carrier of our soul and our spirit. And so, you know, uh, uh, it would be like if you and I walked around here without our flesh, um, would we see one another with our natural eyes? No, we wouldn't. And so we would don't have legal access. We couldn't involve in legal affairs of life and don't have, wouldn't have a voice in this earth. But we do have a voice because we've been given this body, that, this earth suit that we, that we uh, live in. And so it's important, and we know there's instructions on this earth suit that we're to glorify God in it, that we're to present our bodies a living sacrifice unto God, wholly acceptable, that we run our race in our bodies. And so it's important that we take care of our bodies, but always remember what our bodies are for. Our bodies are here for a job to be done. We know it's not going to be long here on this earth uh, before we wrap it up and go to the house, praise God. That we'll be done with it. And what what we've done here in our earth suit is, is, is very important, so it's, we know it's not about us getting about all, all uh, 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 wasting our, 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 our time, so to speak, on making sure that the flesh has everything, but it is important to take care of this flesh to keep it in good condition as far as feeding it, sleep, sleep and getting its rest and everything because it's a carrier of, 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 uh, of something much greater on the inside. Amen. And so uh, the day, so we were when we're born into this life or into this world, planet Earth, we we are spirit man on the inside, and we're we're human spirit on the inside. Now, the day we said Jesus, we ask you to come into our life. You know, even Nicodemus said, "How how can?" How can a man be born again except when Jesus was talking, except that he entered back into his mother's womb? He wasn't getting that. He was looking at the natural. And 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 Jesus had to explain to him that that we're we're born of the spirit and not of the natural. And so whenever that so when we say Jesus, come into my life, change my life. From the inside out, the Bible says, uh, Paul said in Corinthians, he said, all, old thing, all things are passed away. Behold, all things become brand new. And so this, this uh, our spirit of who we are on the inside was reborn when we say, Jesus, come in. The only person that could, can, uh, uh, make us, can make us reborn is God himself. He's the only one that can transform us but He will not and cannot do it without our permission. He gave us each a will to choose, and He won't force Himself on all of us. The Bible says it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to everlasting life, right? Except Him as the Lord and Savior. But the minute that we open our hearts to God, the minute that we say, Jesus, come in and change my heart, then that transformation takes place, our will. How is it changed? It's changed by the finished work that Jesus did through the death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus paid the price. He gave his life. His blood was shed so that we wouldn't have to uh, uh, end up at the end of our life going to hell, that we have a future, have an eternity, praise God. He did that for us. But still, him doing that was not enough to change our life without our permission Without engaging our will and say, yes, Jesus, I recognize that you, you died for me, that you took everything on the cross for me, and I receive that in my life. Come into my life, and then by doing that and saying that, we give him access into our life to do that transformation, praise God. So I've said this before, but a person is born into this world, born as a child, a baby, in this world, is born into a world of sin. Every one of us in this room, we're born into that world of sin. Now, as we continue to grow and go through life, if we continue to go all the way through life, all the way until our death through life, if no place in there does our does our life, do we say Jesus come in and change our life? There's no change that's taken place in our spirit. And so just as this, our as we were born into this world, uh, uh, spirit into this world, lived our life and die, then our final destination is hell. Because there's nothing to change that. There's nothing, there's no change that's taken place. But any place in that life, we say, Jesus, I'm in innate need of a change. I don't want to spend eternity in hell. I want your goodness in my life. I want to be changed, come into my life. And the minute that we do that, then he comes in and makes the transformation, praise God. Now our destiny and everything about us changes. Then our, not just our destination, but the, what influences us from the inside out changes. Then all of a sudden we begin to, it begins to affect our thinking. It begins to affect our actions. It begins to affect uh, who we hang around with. Uh, and what we want in our lives. It begins to change our desires and our focus and our vision in life. It changes everything. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, everyone here that's born again, and if you are are here today and you've never accepted Jesus, never been born again, never said what I've just been talking about, Jesus come in and change my, my spirit man, make me reborn. And I'm telling you, you can do that today, praise God, and I will highly, highly encourage you to do so. And you change that default setting, because see, we're born into this world with that default setting. If left unchanged, that person ends up spending eternity in hell because there's no change that's taking place. But in the midst of this, we cry out to Jesus from the finished work on the cross. His blood is still crying out to us, Receive me, praise God. And so we accept Him. And it changes our, our, our spirit man of who we are. So, we know when we talk about the heart of man, we're not talking about the physical heart that's beating on the inside. We're talking about the spirit of man. Everybody say spirit. And everybody say heart. You'll see that's used in the Word of God interchangeably. In one place it'll be used as the heart of man, one place it'll be used as the spirit of man. Now to be used as a, as a small S, because the capital S we know is the Holy Spirit, right? So uh, um, we also know that Romans the eighth chapter talks about how that the Holy Spirit speaks, into, speaks to our human spirit, right? And so when we're born again, now our human spirit takes on the nature of the Holy Spirit and it speaks the same language. See, when we're not born again, our old yucky spirit it, uh, it 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 has the language of the world or of the of the uh, of the Adamic nature, okay? And so it doesn't understand God. Doesn't figure. That's why people that's never been born again, and you talk to them about about the things of God, or they're like, huh? how can you even? How can you? And it's, it's not until that heart of man is changed, or the spirit of man is reborn, then that the spirit of man, then we our likeness now becomes just like God. Hallelujah! And so now we are we speak the same language. So now, how does God speak to man in the Old Testament? We saw that he spoke through uh, he spoke through fleeces. If something happened, then then that and and and. And occasionally that would happen. He spoke through angels, right? He spoke through prophets. Uh, and he would speak through his word. But now today, how does he speak to it? The number one way that God speaks to you and I is to our spirit, spirit to spirit, on the inside. That's why, and, and many times that voice is not like a voice necessarily of, that you hear you and I speaking, but you can hear that speaking, but it's not an audible where everybody else hears it, but it's almost sometimes many many times the Lord I hear the Lord speaking on the inside. It's like somebody just speaking right down on the inside of me. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. But then also the way the Lord the Bible talks about leading how He leads us. Yeah. In other words, we're led on the inside, on the inside, we know, we sense that we're supposed to go this direction or that direction. We know we're supposed to do this or not to do this, right? And so there's that leading in the side. And, 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 and matter of fact, Paul talked about it as bearing witness. The Holy, our spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we're born again. That's just that's how God leads and guides his children on the inside. So don't be asking God, God show me in a vision or God God wants to all these things can miss it. But the Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit will be 100% every time. That's right. That's now how we how we receive that and interpret that sometimes occasionally we will miss it. If we if we're not if we're not careful cuz sometimes what happens is head gets in the way and thinks it's our heart when it's really not. There's a difference. I always like what Brother Hagen always talked about. He said, you know, when the Spirit of God is leading you, when it's a a go, when it's right, it's that velvety feeling on the inside. It's not a fleshly, it's a a real velvety feeling on the inside. This is right. This is the way. But when it's not, kind of like taking a bath with your socks on. (laughs) It just don't feel right. You, You get that picture, right? And so... So, if, in other words, how's that look in life? We're going through life. You know, what do we do about this situation? We move in that direction, and it's like, yes, yeah, this is just something. Well, don't override that. that. That's that's the cue right there. Don't override it. But if you've got the peace on the inside, oh, it's that velvety feel. It's that peace. Well, he's the Prince of Peace, and he leads us with peace. Amen. And so when. You, go, you follow after peace. Always follow after peace. Somebody will say, well, what do I do? I have two or three different options here. Which way do I go? We'll find the peace. As simple as that. It's not complicated at all. But what happens many times is we let the flesh get in the way, the mind get in the way, which is part of our, our soulish realm, and we begin to reason why it sh- we should go this way or that way. If your mind's in the way, you've got to shut that thing up. You've got to get that mind out of the picture. The true leadership's got to come from your heart or the spirit of man on the inside. Now we're reborn, has the same, uh, 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 has the same uh, connections uh, as uh, the Holy Spirit, connects with the spirit to spirit, so we, he- we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside. You're not born again, you don't know what the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like because your spirit doesn't have that similarity on the inside. But now, you're born again. Your spirit is in union and one with the Holy Spirit. So how many of you know, though, it's important, just as uh, uh, we, our mind has to be transformed, it has to be renewed, by spending time in the Word of God, our spirit man has to be fed the same way. I want you to get a picture of this on the inside. The, the, l- let me say this many people will specialize in taking good care of their physical body, even work out, and feed it good meals, you know, whatever. But when it comes to their spirit man, you know, feed them one cold snack a week. So if you were to visualize your spirit man in that kind of condition, your spirit man, you would see your spirit man is weak. He's emaciated. He's there, but he's not being able to do his job properly or even hear the voice of the Holy Spirit clearly because he's very weak. You and I must feed our spirit. And the Word of God is food to our spirit as natural food is to our natural body. And so as we spend time in the Word of God, our spirit man, it bolsters him, it it causes him to be strengthened, praise God. So in our life, I talk about how spirit, soul, and body, uh, two out of three, the majority always rules. You've heard me say this before. Any of the two that get together, that's the choices. That's that's the way you'll go. That's the direction you'll go. And I've used this illustration many times because it's very easy. You're here in church today. You get up in the morning, Sunday morning, and your flesh says, or or, or, your flesh says, you know, I just want to stay in bed today. I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like you know, going to church today. I just want to stay in bed. And your soul, if you haven't been renewing your mind, feeding on the Word of God, your mind's not going to be thinking about godly things, right? The choices you make is probably not going to be God-centered because there's going to be other things that's going to be more important than God when you make those choices, right? And then your emotional part, or or emotional part of it, who knows, one day it's up and one day it's down, especially if you have a down day emotionally. And your spirit man's crying out, let's go to church, let's go get the Word of God, let's go be fed. But you're not going to church because the two out of three have already ruled your body and your soul. So now, let's take that scenario and obvious what you have done today is you begin to work on training your soul up. You begin to feed on the, you begin to read and study the Word of God. You begin to spend time in the presence of God. And and and, and you begin to, uh, we're not even going to look at this, the spirit of man for a little bit. Let's just look at the at, at the, the soul of man. So now the, the you've been putting the Word of God, thinking on the Word of God in your mind, thinking on, Uh, Things or thoughts are lovely, pure, honest, of good report, full of virtue. You've got the Word of God rolling over. You've been meditating on Scripture. Praise God. You've been declaring them out your mouth. You've been thinking on them. And obviously, getting them in your mind, it's helped with your decision-making. You said, you know, I just want to follow after wisdom. I want to make my choices, be wise in the choices I make. I want to be led by God in the choices I make. So you're, the Word of God is affecting you soulishly as well. Now, your spirit man, since you've been in the Word of God, is, is, is strong. Uh, maybe not the strongest, not Popeye, but maybe partway there. And uh, because your spirit man has been feeding the Word of God, so. He's not emaciated, but he's able to make choices and decisions. And your spirit man says, okay, let's go get some more word. Let's go get in the presence of God. Let's go get fed today. And your soul says... Yeah, it's a good idea, because I know, now here's reasoning, see, it comes in, I know the Word of God says to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, even the more as we see the day approaching, and boy, it's obvious the day's approaching. Yes, it's time to assemble, praise God, and besides that, we want to hear more of the Word. Well, guess what? You're going to church, and the whole time your flesh is screaming and kicking, I don't feel like it, it doesn't matter. Two out of three, the majority has ruled. I can tell you this, don't ever put any stock in the flesh, because it'll only be concerned about me, 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 me. The Bible says our flesh is enmity against God. So don't count on your flesh to help you making God choices. So the word of, so you can see here how the Word of God is affecting us. Now, you can see how as we feast on the Word of God, it not only affects our 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 soulish realm but it does affect our i mean uh uh our spiritual the spirit of man but also the soul of man and so it's important to stay in the word of god to feed on the word of god right and so as we continue to feed on the word of god our who we really are our spirit man gets stronger and stronger now what happens in the midst of of life as it happens we all know that uh some kind of tragedy strikes or something which is going to happen in this life because the Bible says in this earth you're going to have troubles. A lot of people say, well, why did God allow that to happen? God had nothing to do with it happening because we live in a world that it's going to happen because Satan is the God of this world. Now, now the reason God didn't do anything about it because he already has done something about it and given you and I authority to take, stand up in the face of it and say, no, you don't. The outcome of this, how it's going to affect me, I choose to walk as an overcomer and a winner and a winner in the midst of all this. We take that authority that's been given us. So let's get back to this now. Now we've, we're 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 spending time feeding our spirit man. Our spirit man's getting stronger and stronger. Praise God. And in the midst of tragedy or or persecution or oppos- opposition or anything that happens in this life then immediately the Word of God is strong inside of us. Our spirit men strong, ready to go to battle. We've got the Word of God in our mind. Immediately we thought, you know what? I just read yesterday that my God supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ okay. Jesus. A bill? <laughs> God's got this. Praise God. Amen. How's it going to come? I don't know. I don't have to be concerned about it. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Praise God. I know I have a right to it. The blessings are mine. Praise God. How am I going to... How am, I, how, how am I going to clothe this baby? I'm not going to worry about it. God's got this thing. Praise God. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Well, because we've been feeding ourselves and keeping the Word of God before us. Now, let's enter into the clean aspect of this. Let's look at how important it is then to keep the door shut to the enemy. We stay in the Word of God. We, we not only have you know have that relationship with him have asked him to come in and change our heart and we're born again praise God but then every day we strengthen that relationship husband and wife a, a man and a woman that's married together their you know their 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 relationship from dating to they get married and then for that to continue to grow the only way it can continue to grow is to continue to invest in that relationship For the rest of their lives, it doesn't happen by, honey, what's the deal? I told you the day I loved you, uh, that we were married, I loved you. Isn't that good enough? No, it's not, is it? Hallelujah. Doesn't work that way. You continue to invest in each other. I don't care if you've been married 30 years. You know, my wife and I, we've been married, what, 42 years now, coming, uh, oh, well, no, let's see, yeah, September, September, <laughs> you get that right. September 5th, Aww. we just had it. It was kind of an uneventful day, because we had a busy day. We said, oh, we kind of celebrate here and there and everything, you guys have has been married a while, you know kind of how that is, but it's still, you make, you know, the emphasis on it. But even after all these years, it's still for her and I to get together and to communicate and work on that relationship is is so important. Is that important to you, Beverly? You and Monty? You continue to work on the how many years you guys have been married? Fifty four? And you you haven't got it worked out yet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're about to catch up for you four too long. So no, I just, No, you continue to invest in that, and by investing in that relationship, it grows stronger, doesn't it? Because if not, like for instance, I mean, there's things that happens in our lives, and one of the big things is when your children are gone from home. Those of you that have experienced that know. If everything is centered around those children, then life can be pretty tough. But you have to continue to work on the relationship that you had before those children ever came along. And so you continue to strengthen that, right? Well, it's like our relationship with the Lord. We continue to strengthen that by the time that we spend with Him. Now, the Bible says that God's a jealous God. Do you agree? He is. Why? He, he loves us very much. There's a great price that's been paid for us. Uh, we're, we're jealous of our children. We don't like it if something negative starts pulling at our children. We step in and say, whoa, I don't like this. We're going to have a little come to Jesus meeting right here. <laughs> and so, it's, it, it, so we know that God doesn't like it when the enemy tries to get in there, but he can't do anything about it because the choice is ours. We make a choice to say, just like Adam did in the garden, and say, no, no, we're... We're going to go with this, this, this serpent over here, what he says. Oh, wrong choice. But he chose. And what happened from his choice, then the fall of man came. The curse came upon the earth, and we're still, we still see the effects of that today. So choices are very important. But we make our choices based out of, uh, from the spirit of man or the heart of man. Regardless of what's going on in the earth today, we want to keep that door closed to the enemy all the way. Keep it slammed shut. So what is it in your life that has in the past, or maybe is right now, or has the potential of opening the door to the enemy? Because when that happens, God's going to step back. Unforgiveness is a, hand that the, a door that the hand of the enemy can reach into our lives. Hallelujah. I just, I just heard that word just right now, it was, uh, unforgiveness. I wasn't, that wasn't part of my notes here, but it's, it, it's, it's if you've got unforgiveness in your life, get that taken care of. Don't play around with that. I don't care how many years it's been. Get rid of it. Deal with it. Well, you don't don't know. I know enough to know it's an open door to the enemy. And God doesn't want it in your life, and you really don't want it. If you could really see the effects that it has, the toll it's taken on your life, you would say, oh, my goodness, what a sucker I've been. Come on now. I'm getting down where the rubber meets the road because this is the truth. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to Psalms. Let's look at a couple of things here. Psalms chapter 51. Psalms 51, verse 10. Says this create in me a what? clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So we see a couple of things on this one verse alone by itself when he says, create in me. So the psalmist is, is saying to God, create in me a clean heart. God, I know that the creating the clean heart part is up to you, but I'm giving you my permission to do so. Well, how come God hasn't created a clean heart in me? Why have you truly given him permission? That's one thing to say, you've got my permission to do it, but it's another thing to show that he has your permission to do so. We also know that when you really begin to look at the at the uh, uh, the original on this, that it's more uh, uh, aggressive than passive, it's more it's more uh, not just you doing something, I have a part to play in it. And so we do have a part. So it's one thing to say God created a clean heart within me, but then, it, then I can't just do whatever I want to do and expect that clean heart to reside in me. I'm going to have to put some perimeters on some of the things that I do because my actions doesn't align with what I'm saying here. In other words, I'm going to have to watch what I'm watching, maybe on TV. Maybe I'm going to have to watch who I'm hanging around with, the influence that's affecting my life. Maybe I'm going to have to act. Uh, watch what songs I'm listening to on the radio. Oh my, going to meddling now. Do you know a secular song better than you know a word, your worship? Anyway, moving right along. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm just saying. It's These can be open doors. Sometimes we think, well, this doesn't affect anything. I beg to differ with you. Any little thing, a seed, that the enemy can get in in some way. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. So, Many things like that in our life affect uh, what causes us to, our spirit man to be built up or it can open the door, can, can keep us down and open the door to the enemy in some ways. But we see this creating this clean heart within us is a work of the Holy Spirit. It's something that God does, but he doesn't do it without our permission and he do, doesn't do it without corresponding action on our part. We can say God created a clean heart within me all we want, and if we don't if we don't coincide with that, if we don't take action correspondent of that, if we don't say, if we don't watch our actions and watch what we does, do and watch what comes out our mouth, and watch what we're watching with our eyes, and hearing with our ears, and who we're hanging with, and the stuff that's making up our surrounding, is it truly feeding our spirit man, or is it pulling us down? Is it going against what what we really truly do want God to do in our lives. So these are in a sense kind of heavy 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 words here. And 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 God I I recognize that it's only you that can create this in me but I know that you need me corresponding with you. So that's where we come in. That's the whole of this message today. I don't think one of us doubts that God's not right there and doesn't want to minister and help us, you know, in some way in that, but yet, you know, what are we going to do? We have a part to play in this. Hallelujah. All right, now, uh, let's, uh, can you put, uh, uh, we're going to read this, we're going to read this out of the Amplified. Um, let's go to there just a minute, if we would. Thank you, Lord. Um so go to, or yet yeah, Psalms 51, if you have, uh, you want to look at, on your phone there, that's what I'm going to do, my translation. Psalms 51, verse 10, uh, it changed it on something else. Thank you, Lord. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a persevering and steadfast spirit within me. So. Why would you need a steadfast and persevering spirit? If you've been, if you're asking God to create in you a clean heart, it's going to take some persevering and it's going to take some steadfastness. Putting your foot down and say, no, I've made a choice. I've made a decision here and I'm not going back on this. Hallelujah. Now, let's go over to Proverbs Uh, let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Go forward just a little bit. Proverbs chapter 4, and let's look at verse 23. Here, he says, Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Um, now, now we're going to read that out of the uh, the NIV. Thank you, Lord. The NIV says it this way: Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I like to say it this way: Your heart's your garden. Okay, yeah, you just love it when your critters get in your garden, don't you? Not so much, do you? Pastor Nancy said the other day she had a, you know, our tomatoes coming on, and you know, uh, deer they'll pick them off, take one bite and spit it out. They don't like the taste of them, but they'll they'll take a bite of it enough that you can't have it. She said, "I have a love-hate relationship with these deer." And this was up on our back deck, too, by the way. I didn't stop a minute. So, so, guard your heart. But now I want to back up in the NIV, and I want to look at this. Uh, I'm going to start reading this in verse 20. I want you to listen to the context of these scriptures. My son, so obviously he's talking to uh, 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 the young man. Proverbs is written to the young man. All right? But it's Anybody can take, uh, glean from it. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Well, this is where it starts. you got to pay attention to God's words. Hallelujah. Yeah, but no, 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 no. It's God's word. God's word's final authority here. So if you, if you pay attention to what he says, turn your ears towards his word, not away from it, but towards his word. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart or keep them in your spirit, on your innermost being. For they are life to those who find them. So there's some finding to them. It's not going to just happen. You're going to have to go after them. Diligence, remember what we read about perseverance, to keep your heart clean. He said, if you do this, follow after God's word in this way, they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Then he talks about the mouth. Keep the mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt, corrupt talk far from your lips. Then he talks about your eyes. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Then he talks about your mind. Give careful thoughts to you, the paths for your feet and be steadfast in your ways. Do not turn, he's talking about our actions here now, do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. So all this has to do with getting the word of God in our heart. Hallelujah. And along with that, getting the word of God in there so that God can renew this right heart within us, there's things that we have to do. We have to watch what we think on, what are we look at, what we hear, because it will ultimately affect where we go in our actions in life. Hallelujah. So we're talking about clean. We're talking about keeping our heart clean so the Spirit of God can minister to us and we head in the right direction. Thank you, Lord. So, I want to I, I share just a couple of things. This word create is the word build, believe it or not. It's the word build, which means going out, selecting the right material, the right log, the right trees, cutting it down, working it, and then building it with that lumber. So, there's some effort that goes into selecting the right building materials, and then build something. So we're saying, Lord, create. So we're asking the Lord, basically, to build in us a clean heart. Hallelujah. Oh, God just created it. No, he's saying, I, I want to I I build in you this clean heart, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take the right materials, and, and it's going to take your, your help and effort going along with it. Well, I just want a clean heart. Well, you know, we heard words like steadfastness, diligence. These things, in other words, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. So let me say it this way. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some steadfastness. It's going to take some effort to keep our heart clean. Because we live in a world around us it's all about infiltrating, coming in with junk and stuff in this world that'll clog things up and get things us thinking wrong and ultimately the actions that we do is not going to bring honor and glory to God and it's not going to cause us to be where we need to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's, it's real easy to say, God, you know, I want to live this life. I want to be a Christian. I want to be Christ-like. But you take care of everything that involves that, and I'll just walk, walk in it. No, it doesn't happen like that. He's done, he's already done everything he's going to do. Now it's up to us to keep and to guard our heart. Watch over it. The junk doesn't get down in there. We just don't get weeds coming up in our our spirit, man. Let me tell you how this works. Thoughts begin to come. We see something. We see something negative. We see something that's not right, and we give it thought. And then after we give it thought, we can't get it out of our mind because we've allowed it place. And it grows and gets bigger and bigger, and then pretty soon everything that thought, it begins to be that picture and and we know that our faith requires a picture. And so all of a sudden, faith, negative faith, begins to come in that negative picture. And if we keep going it long enough, all of a sudden, plop, it drops in our heart. Thus comes the term premeditated murder. It did not happen overnight. The meditation of the mind dropped in the heart and produced action. Wow. Come on. Wow. You don't mess with this stuff, guys. God intended it this way, and the enemy's all about getting working in the negative so he can get results. And especially out of a, quote, godly person that knows better, if he can taint that and get some bad seed in the mind, and that person won't take authority over their thoughts and keep dwelling on it and meditating on it until it grows and grows and grows and drops into your garden, and then it begins to produce action. Hallelujah. So the dangers of what we allow up here and not deal with it. So it takes some diligence, doesn't it? It takes, it takes some effort to keep ourselves, quote, clean. Our thinking, thought life clean. Oh, where did that thought come from? You could be sitting right here, and I'm not going to ask for a raising of hands, but I'll just about bet that almost every person in this church, if not everybody 100%, at some time or another, sitting inside of a church, has had an ungodly thought. I said that to say you're not alone. But the important thing is, what do we do with it? Because thoughts will come. Because the only place the en- enemy can get to you is through in, in your thought process. He can't get in your heart. But he can get to your heart through your mind if you will allow him to do so. So we're also told to not be ignorant of Satan's devices the stunts that he pulls the tricks he pulls to try to get an open door in there. So I know this isn't necessarily a shout and message here today but it'll cause us to prosper, praise God. Yeah, Hallelujah. It's a guidelines on how we've got to live our life. And even other Christians say, "Oh, it's okay. You can you can watch that." I tell you what, I have went and got up out of movies that Christian people told me I ought to go watch. And I said, no, it didn't take me long to decide this is not for me. I'm not saying I had to put a pin on my chest. I'm just saying you have to be self-regulating. You can't say, well, maybe it'll get better. No, if you know it's not right, keep yourself clean. Say, devil, you are not infecting me. You're not getting in me. I can't afford to do this. I have people that I have family members. I have now, I have children, now I have grandchildren. And I want to leave a legacy to them. One of the parts of a legacy is teaching by examples. Hallelujah. That's another message in itself. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! So uh, we need to cooperate. It's a corporate work together between us and the Holy Spirit, working together. There's things the Holy Spirit will speak to our heart, and we've got to get in, we've got to get engaged in it. We've got to say, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'll i I'll, I'll I'll do my part." Praise God. Amen. Now you know we can just be touchy feely, and we can say oh, you know, I want to be a Christian, but I don't want to live all that committed stuff. Well, you do know the word Christian means Christ-like. And the WWJD, what would Jesus do kind of thing? Does that mean anything? What would Jesus do in this situation? No, he made a lot of, you know, his, his biggest... his biggest. Uh, 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 problems that he faced when he was here on the earth was religious people. Imagine that. Well, glory. So do you think of anything different? And Well, Christians, give you a hard time over, oh, you're going to be, oh, you're one of them faith people. You mean you're not? How are you going to please God? My Bible tells me you don't please Him outside of faith. Oh, you... You 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 uh, you speak to things. You talk to things. Yeah. You mean you don't? Yeah. You do. Sure, you do. You talk to them all the time. Yeah. Jesus talked to a fig tree because it was answering him. Or it was talking to him. He answered it and said, "No, you're telling me I ain't getting figs. <laughs> I curse you from the root." <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God! Say Amen or oh Me. Praise God! It's the truth, you know. So we're, we're, we're this one thing about this uh, clean series, and I just have a feeling though probably the further we get into this, we we may lose a few. I hope not, but you know, we we I mean, our prayer is our desire. You know, we've been going over our vision, our church vision. It's so that we can take the Word of God and grow to the point that we can teach others, so we can share with others, praise God. Hallelujah. So, it's important, thank you, Lord, it's important that we keep the door closed to the enemy, whatever it takes. And nobody can tell you So let let me say this real quick. I'm, I'm out of time here. When the enemy deals with your heart about something, be quick to obey. If you know something you're not supposed to do something, listen. Don't override that. Say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll do that. No, you got it. Yeah, that's what you tell. That's what you tell. The Spirit, that's what you tell your father, Heavenly Father. He tells you not to do so. Yes, sir. It's not, yeah, well, well, but, but no. Yes, sir. The Father knows best. Hallelujah. Yeah, he does. He created us, and He knows the devil and all of His wiles. Everything He had tried to do, all of His plans to get to us, God knows. He's watching out for us, but he can only do what we allow him to do. As we say, God, you you have your way in us to make a clean heart in me. God says, okay, I'll do that, but now I need some cooperation on your part. So my prayer is simply this today. I'll leave this with you here. The life that you're living right now, do you need do you need to make some adjustments? Do you need to tweak it a little bit? Is there some things that you need to adjust? Is there some things you need to tweak? Is there some things that you need to tighten up on a little bit? And it may not be something anybody sees, but on the inside, you know it's not right. As you continue, you and I continue in our life, as we continue to grow and go higher with the Lord, there's things that used to might used to have been okay, but it's not now. And there will be more things in the future. That where where you're at right now might be okay, but it's not there. It's not for you go around preach to everybody that well you need to adjust this because God's dealing with me about no he 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 deals with each one of us where we're at. That's why we can't go judging people. Well, you know what? You know you just Kitri you just need to quit that. No, the Lord will reveal that. It's not our part to straighten everybody out and fix them all. Even as a pastor, pastors are some of the worst fixers. I want to fix everybody. No, it's not our job. Our job is to feed the sheep and to love the sheep. He's the great fixer. Hallelujah. Makes my job easy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's faithful to his word. Thank you, Lord. Let's just give him thanks right now. Father, we just thank you for loving us so much. We're so thankful for your goodness. Praise God. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord This, Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, thank you, Lord. I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say in on the inside, just like a voice talking, like I was talking about on the inside, He says, as you was ministering my word today, I was speaking to hearts about some changes that need to take place. He said, tell them that that was me speaking to your heart and I'll help you if you'll allow me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yep. I know you got something on your heart. It's all right. we have a microphone? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because we're online here. Thank you, Lord. Yep.
1: Okay. Um, Two years ago, not this past summer, but last summer, um, I really just sensed that I needed to shut some things down, specifically TV um, with my kids. We don't have cable. Um, We were just streaming, but we were using Netflix and Hulu and Disney and Paramount and all these different channels. Well, slowly, if you've watched the news, things are getting into shows, whether it be the LGP Alphabet Soup agenda. um, From that to satanic things, tarot cards, um, everything is making its way into shows. And unless you actually sit down and watch with your kids, which what parent really does, um, you don't see it. Yep. And it's infiltrating. So
0: sly, it'll be right in there before you know it. Yeah.
1: So last year, um around camp meeting, um, I shut it down and we took it all out. And um slowly over the last year, things have come back in. Oh, we wanna watch this show, but it's only on this network. Well my mom has that network, so let's use her login to watch that show, well, then there's another show on that. Let's, and then slowly, all of it's back. And so recently, before camp meeting this year, I felt that again. You need to shut it down. Take it all out. And I canceled everything. Good. All of my memberships. I took them off of all of our TV. I blocked them. We have a, a circle so we can block things on that. So they can't even get to them if they wanted to. Um. But I was sharing one of my logins with my, one of my sisters, and she was like, "Why can't, why don't I have access to this subscription anymore?" So I canceled it. Well, why? But you liked all this stuff. But you, this was okay before. what changed. And it was that same, like yep. you have to stay steadfast in your decision. When yep. you know that God has told you to do something, you have to stay in it. Yep. And I just had to say, this is something that I feel is right for my family, and that's where we're at, and so Good we're job. standing firm in that, and so we've shut it all down. We've got, you know, Yippee is a great Christian. Um, it's got, you know, Veggie Tales and 321Penguins and, you know, all the old school yeah. <laughs> things, but there's so many Christian things now to stream,
0: sure and there. that's
1: all my kids watch now, so they're singing Christian songs all day long, mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
0: Praise God. Thank you, Ashley. So be,
1: if you hear that and you make that change, even if somebody comes at you and is like, why? It was fine before. We, just last week we were talking about this, mm-hmm. and now it's wrong. You have to stand firm.
0: Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Hallelujah. And it is true. When you have children sometimes, you know, you're busy, and you're multiple children, you're torn between different places, and you, you need to know what your children are involved in. And when grandchildren are around your house, make sure. Hallelujah. I mean, if you want to, when your grandchildren leave and say, Grandpa, you're old school, that's a take it as a compliment. <laughs> Come on now. Who deemed that wrong? That's the trouble. Sometimes we, haven't, we need to get back to some old school stuff. Praise God. Let's stand our feet. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the important thing is, is when the Spirit of the Lord begins to deal with us about something, that we, that we take heart, that we listen, that we do it. Uh, the flesh can be very prideful. But don't let the flesh rule you. Now, you know, Paul said in, in uh, Romans, the 8th chapter, he starts out, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh is, is, is that as you continue to go down through, you, you see he references back the walk of the flesh, the walk of the spirit, the, walk the because he just came through talking there's another now now, now there's, a, there's, there's this warring in my members when I know I need to do something that's right, I, I know I shouldn't do it and it's the old man versus the new man. Well, you might have that worrying. You might might have that on the inside, but that's why you stay in the Word of God because you get that sorted out, what you're supposed to do because your spirit man then begins to walk after peace. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's a part of maturing and growing. Amen. And and so we are growing. Praise God. Stay with it. And and don't don't let criticism... If, you've, if you're hanging around somebody that's criticizing you, for one thing, you've got to develop some thick skin about it and just not let it, just let it run off you like water off a duck's back. Hallelujah. And you're not trying to be different just to be different. You're different because of the choices that you make. And so people don't, sometimes they don't get it. They might criticize you for it, but then afterwards, they'll take your lead because they'll see the fruits of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Don't you just love him? Don't you love God? Isn't he good? Praise God. He loves us so much, and he wants so much more from us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'll say this again. Many people want want all the blessings, but they don't want to order their lives. They don't want to to watch what they do and, and all this, you know. There's been... Well, denominations and stuff that's gotten plumb in the ditch over it, they started out right, you know, as far as purity, but then took it too far, took it into the flesh and took it, you know, too far in that. But God wants us to stay on the road, but don't abandon the message. There is a purity, there is a cleanliness that God wants in us. And out of that, uh, wow, uh, there's great things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'll just worship Him just for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father God. God, you are so good. You are so good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, if we're not careful, as 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 fleshly as as uh, human beings, we will go up and down, up and down, up and down through our lives. The Word of God is is the anchor to our soul. It's the anchor that we anchor our thoughts to, our choices, decisions we make. Our emotions, that part of our soul's realm, that's what we anchor to. It's when we get away untied from that anchor uh, that we get in trouble. And so we have to stay anchored. We have to stay anchored to Him. Stay anchored to His Word, praise God. So we're real in this, this flesh and nature if we're not careful. We, we, we hear something and we think it's good like a message today. You go from here and you say, you know, that was, okay, I know some things I need to do, I know. But then if you're not careful, two or three days down the road, that's gone. But you're going to have to do something that cements that in on the inside of you. Sometimes I'll go write things down on paper, and I'll sign it and date it. At this day, the Spirit of God ministered to me about making this choice. And I knew, I judged it as of God when I heard it, and I'm certifying that it was God, and I'm going to do something about it. And then keep it before you. You know, whether it's in your bedroom, on your, in your, on your mirror in your bathroom, or something like that where you can see it, it's not anybody else, it's for you. Whatever it takes. And reminding yourself and sticking to it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Mike and Chrissy, there's more. I just don't forget what the Lord has done. I think about, you know, here's Jesus in the boat. They're in the boat, and the storms come. And they said, ah. One thing, he said, how quick is it that you you forgot the miracle of the loaves and fishes? Didn't I just show up? What was that for? Think about what God's done in you guys' life. Go back and, and it would behoove you to sit down. This is not a reprimand, so don't be looking at it like that. This is just an encouragement to you. Go back and write down where you've seen the hand of God that you know without a doubt. Mike, what God did in you in camp, what God said to you, what God spoke to you about. Christy, some things that God ministered to you about, and at the time it happened, you, just, you knew it was God without a doubt. Write those down and remind yourself and remind the devil, devil, you see here what God did in my life and I'm not throwing this out. And I know my God's got more. You don't beat yourself up over it. You don't, you don't, no, you just take action. You say, no, okay, okay, that's, that's done, that's in the past, That's. but now I'm going to the next level. But remember too what it took of you to get to the level, to that level. Now every one of us There's things that we have to do to go to the next level. And I can tell you, it will truly get better and better, but it's based on us, folks. It's based on how much of us we we want. Hallelujah. It's based on, are we satisfied with where we're at, or are we going to just level out here and say, well, you know, it's it's good. Or are we going to say, no, God, I want the next. I'm ready for more we have none of us in this room have even tapped into there is no limits with God we were just talking about that this morning wasn't we, Mitch we're the ones that limit God God doesn't have no limits it's us we could I mean we might say sometimes God you're too much we think we can't handle it but it's, it, it's not God that's limiting us it's us Let's just take the limits off. But God, just have your way. Do what you want to do. I am ready. Now, that's the thing. We've got to be ready to go for it and be willing to do whatever it takes to go there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If your head bowed, every eye closed, if you would, please, real quick. If you're here today, number one, you've never done what I uh, talked about, accepting Jesus, your Lord and Savior. You've never said, Jesus, come into my heart. Change my heart. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship with God. I'm not talking about a church thing. I'm talking about your relationship with God. If you're here today and you've never done that, you've never said, Jesus, come into my heart and change my life. I need that so much in my life. And that's where we all start. Praise God. If you're here today and you've never done that, well, every head's bowed and every eye's closed, just, just slip your hand up and say, oh, that's me. That's me. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. That's awesome. Hallelujah. That's a, big, that's a big step right there. Thank you, Jesus. Now, secondly, if you're here today and you have accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior, but you know you've walked away from Him. You know you, you're... You, uh, now I'm not talking about doing something that you wasn't pleased with just recently. I'm talking about truly, blatantly, just have not been living your life for God and you are ready, you're going to make a commitment to this day, and says so from now on, from this day forward, things are going to be different. If that's you, raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I appreciate your honesty in this. So now what we're going to do, we're going to pray this prayer, simple prayer, together. We're all going to pray this prayer together. And if that was you that lifted your hand in either one of these occasions, then I want you to mean it to God. And he will, he will make that change that needs to be made right now. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Okay, let's do this. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me, for your great patience you've had with me. I ask you today, come into my life, change my heart, have your way, This very day, day, I choose you, you. and I know know from this day forward, things will be different. different. Thank you for loving me. I receive receive your forgiveness forgiveness in my life right now. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. amen. Now I want you to look up here at me. If you was one of them that raised your hand, glory to God. I'm telling you, angels in heaven are rejoicing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good, praise God. Now, grow in that. Grow in that. Say, God, show me. Okay, now he lives on the inside. Your heart's been washed clean, praise God. Hang around other believers that will help you. That will be a blessing to you, praise God. And then he'll show you what to do. Amen. He'll show you. Yep. Praise God. Isn't God good? Yeah. God is so good. He loves us so much. Praise God. Father, I thank you for everyone that's here today. I thank you, Father, God, as we go our way, that this is a fresh new week and we go in you. And Father, we thank you for, for ministering anything that might be needed to anyone. Father, you're the meter of all needs. Father, whether it be health and bodies, I thank you for health, bringing healing to those, for strengthening those that need strengthened, for those that need strength in their mind in Jesus' name. Father, whatever it may be on their workplace, favor. Father, I thank you for every need met in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you for safety and protection. And we go in you and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, go in, God, hug somebody's neck, shake their hand, praise God. Be blessed. Hallelujah. the Travel down the hall to your heart. my It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.